Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. I'm Tim Blevins, lead pastor, and I'm honored you have come to join us. To experience our full service or for more information, check out the links in the description. I hope this message ministers to you and helps you find life in Jesus. Good morning, Life Church. How are you today? Come on, give a clap if you're feeling good. Good to see you. Welcome to church. And if you're a guest with us today, I want to wish you a a good morning and invite you to come back to be with us. Welcome to Life Church, who is the home of the undefeated Church League softball team in Wilmington, North Carolina. Boy, that was like pretty anticlimactic there. I thought you were going to give me like, wow. Listen, we do have an amazing little church softball team. We're three and zero, and we're proud of our. We're proud of it. Undefeated. There you go. That's much better. Um, I'd love to invite you to come watch us play. So we play right behind here. We have a game tomorrow night at 8 p.m. And if you come out, you'll get to see 10 really fit, young, cool dudes playing with three older, trying to get along dudes being myself and two others. So it'll be great. Hope you come see us. We're really having a good time playing church league softball. Uh, So listen, on the screen, you see Courageous. Courageous is the name of our campaign to raise money for our new church building. And today I want to give an update on our Courageous campaign. I want to give a moment for some to join us in the campaign today. And then after that, I've got a message and I'm going to use this box to to share a message with you today. But a little bit about our campaign. Why are we doing a refresh today? Uh, So first of all, you need to understand we started this fundraising campaign almost a year ago. And today I just want to give some updates on where we are. I want to refresh our vision on our building and our campaign. And if you're new to us, love for you to join us. So Our Courageous Campaign, which we started a year ago, was for the purpose of raising money to complete the renovation project of our brand new building. And so we set a goal last year to raise, and you'll see on the screen, $1.5 million over three years. And so that has been our goal, still our goal, and we're excited about all that those funds will do to help us move forward. I have a second goal. You won't see it on the screen, but I'll just... I'll let you know that our second goal was for a 100% participation from our church body. And I believe that whether big or small, that it's, it's healthy for the whole church to be a part. And so I'd love for you to consider, if you're not a part, to be a part of helping us build this new building. And so at your seat is a Connect card. You'll see that card there. If, if you would do me a favor and get this card out, I want to explain a couple things to you on that card for our campaign. And so you're going to see three sections on the left side, and it says affirm, increase, and new. And so first of all, for those of us who have been here for a year, and you made the commitment, and you are just moving along in your commitment, we would love for you just to affirm the fact that you are still in the campaign, you still plan on uh, continuing at the same level you've been at. And I think it's just helpful to affirm what we are doing so that we know what's happening. And so that would be the first group of people. So if you can just affirm, hey, I'm still doing that. The next box is increase, and I would also say or decrease uh, your original commitment. And so, and listen, here's here's the way I look at it, and I I understand this to be reality for, for many people, that their commitment was either too high or too low. And many of us made commitments based off of faith and believing this was what I hope that I can do. And then somehow life gets in the way. And there have been some people who have not been able to participate at the level that they thought they could. And so, listen, there is absolutely, you know, no shame in, you know, giving a high faith goal and it not working out. And so we want to give all of you that were in that place a moment to to decrease your commitment and go, hey, you know, by faith I was working through it and this happened and I can't make it. And listen, this isn't a contract. This is just a a commitment. And so we're able to make those adjustments. And so at this one year mark, 
we would love for you to make that adjustment. So if you're one of those, listen, no shame. You're like, hey, you know what? I couldn't do it at that level, but I want to participate still. And so here's my new level. And so you can also do that. Some of you, on the other hand, have been able to have the ability to do even more than you thought. And so that's for you as well. And you can let us know what that number will be. Many of you are new since we started the campaign and you've heard about the building, you've heard about maybe the Courageous Campaign and you've wanted to be a part. And so today is a day for you to jump in and be a part of what we're doing. And so you can fill out that news section. On the right are the areas for you to tell us how you're going to give. And then there's that total commitment. So we would love for you to participate and be a part of the campaign. There's also a QR code on the screen if you wanna check it out. You can uh, take a picture of that, I guess. I think you can hold your camera up to it and the campaign uh, commitment card will be there as well. And so that may fit for some of you. So that's the campaign. We're raising money, 1.5. Some of you may be curious, like, how's it going? How are we doing with our fundraising campaign? And so I wanna share with you great news. And so on the screen, you'll see where we are in our progress right now. We have raised $851,000. Amazing. What a generous church we have, and I'm so grateful for that. And so there's still more to be done. There's still more project to do. There's still more funds to raise. And so you can see we still have a gap there. And so part of the refresh is to remind you to, to prayerfully consider what you can do. So today you can fill out the card. You can drop it in one of the offering buckets on the way out. You can take that home, pray about it. Uh, Lord, you know, what do you want me to give? How do I participate? You can bring it back next week and put it in the offering bucket as well. And just let us know where you are. It'd be great. And that helps us to plan and, and to prepare. And there's just something about us being all together in this. And so I invite you to be a part. Amen? Amen. So you may be thinking though, okay, great. Great money's being raised. How's the building going? Like that's what we all really want to know about. How is renovation progress going and I have great news for you but first if you're new to us this isn't our forever home this is our portable church this is First Baptist Church's activity center that we lease and we get to come in here on Sunday mornings and we set all this up and we break it all down on Sunday and we are blessed to be here but this is just our temporary home we are currently renovating a brand new church building. It's located at 5216 Oleander Drive. And if you wonder where that is, it's right near Jungle Rapids. So if you've ever been to Jungle Rapids, we're right before that. It's an amazing location on Oleander. It's really in the center of the city. It's gonna have great visibility in our city. And so we're really excited about our next step and being able to go there. The building is gonna be large. It's a 26,000 square foot building. The auditorium will seat 600 people. And so to give you a little feeling for what that space is, we probably have about 250 chairs out today. So we'll be two and three times more chairs than what we have now there. So significant growth opportunities. We have a enormous kids wing in our building. It's enormous. And we're so excited to have more young families come to our church and, and bring their babies and, and, you know, and just fill up those kids' rooms. And we want to have a, a young church and we want to have an old church and we want all of us, but you got to have room for the kids if you're going to have a young group show up. And so we've got a ginormous space for the children. We have a very large lobby with a coffee shop that's in it, which is going to be great. And so we're looking forward to that with office space. It's going to be wonderful. Can't wait to get there. I have a few um, things to show you on the video so you can see kind of where we are with our renovation. And so team, would you throw that up for me? So that's the outside of the building. Um, that's not the color. We'll be selecting the color. This is us walking. Obviously it's still in full renovation, but these are the front doors that you'll be coming in one day. This is the big lobby right here. That's a big old mess with all the equipment. Coffee shop right there on your right. As we pan over to the left, this is the kids' wing on this side, and it's a ginormous space for them. You're walking into the lobby. Uh, that is where we'll have our next step room down a long hallway to the offices. As we pan back into the middle of the lobby, to the left here is the children's check-in center right there. Then we're walking into the auditorium now. There are two big doors that take us into the auditorium. And so this is the auditorium. 
and it's ginormous, it's beautiful. You can see the drywall is hung already, and so that's moving forward, that's exciting. The platform is, is, is up, that's amazing. I will tell you that the video doesn't give you the feel of the space of this, the size of it. Um, the whole ceiling will be painted out black. It's gonna be an amazing facility for us to be able to come and have church. And so progress is happening, it's amazing. And so things are happening, things are on track for our new building. You can give that a, a great clap. So the big news though is when do we get to move in? And I will announce to you today that we are moving in September-ish. <laughs> September-ish. Listen, we don't know for sure, I listen, but everything is on track. Nothing is in delay. We are moving forward. So contractors tell us it's going to be September. We keep saying ish because you just never know. Some things are out of our control. But I'll tell you, everything's moving along. And, and so we're now into the next phase of where they're going to finish the outside. All the finishing starts happening inside. Everything they've ordered is coming in. And so things are on track. It's amazing. And so th think about September like this. Like we're at the end of May. So that means we have June, July, August, three months, and then we're at September-ish. And so it's gonna be really close around the corner and summer's gonna go by and all of a sudden we're gonna be going to this brand new building. Amen to that, amen, amen. So listen, I would love for you to pray about your courageous campaign, your, your commitment to that. Um, bring that card back next week or put it in the offering today. Let us know where you are. Be, be amazing, that'd be so good. So listen, I wanna pray over that and then I have a message for us today I can't wait to share with you. So Father, we thank you that, that there is great progress in our building. Thank you, Father, that, that there's been such an outpouring of generosity from our church to be able to renovate this, this building and be outfitted in a way that our, our children will have a great place and we'll have a, an amazing place to worship and we'll have offices and all the things that, that will help us to reach more people for you. God, I pray for those who have made commitments to the campaign that you would bless them and Lord, as we, as we refresh our commitment, God, I ask that you'd speak to people and, and speak to me, Father, and help Harriet and I to continue to, to be sensitive to your plan for us as we contribute as well. And so, Lord, we know you're gonna do it. We know you're gonna do so much through us. And so, Lord, we thank you. Bless this message today. Help us to grow in faith today in Jesus' name. Amen, church. Amen, amen, amen. Well, listen, the question I want to answer real quick is, is why are we raising money for a courageous campaign? And the answer to that is, is God wants to do something bigger than a building. A building is great. I'm so grateful that we're going to have a building, but just building a building to build a building isn't what we're all about. I mean, anybody can build a building. There's all kinds of buildings being built all over the city. And so that, that's not that special to me. What is special is what a building helps us do. And a building will help us reach people that are far from God. A, a building will help us equip people to walk and be strong with God. A building will give us a place to show our children how much God loves them and to, to help our children to, to give their life to Christ and to, to begin to experience God at a young age. A building will give us a place where people can overcome life's difficulties and a building will give us a place where we can spread the gospel all over the world and we can send mission teams out to make a difference. A building is a place of, of possibilities becoming realities and it's a place where, where we will experience God's miracles and his healings and answered prayers and dreams coming true and so many things that God can do through a church that's gathered and it'll be a place where we worship God and experience his presence. It'll be a place where people come together and get to know each other and to, to pray for one another and to support one another. It'll be a place where we make a difference in our city and, and I'm excited about all of it, but I also want you to know that this building will be a place for you. 
We're building it for you as well. Yes, we're going to make a difference in the city, but I believe God has plans for you in this building, dreams that he wants to fulfill in your life in this building as well. I believe there will be answered prayers that come in your life in this building. I believe God's going to do amazing things for you in this building. And so what I want to do today is to uh, draw your attention to this card here, and it says prayers and dreams in in, in a few minutes at, or at the end of my message, I'm going to give you an opportunity to write down a dream or a prayer or a, something that you hope that God does in your life. Maybe there's a, a verse that means the world to you, and maybe there's something that you hope that God does for you over the next few years in your life. Maybe there's something you believe God will do in our church. And so I'm going to give you a moment at the end of my message to write your dream on it. And then we're going to take these cards, these dream cards, and we're going to place them in this memorial box. And this memorial box, then as we put our dreams in it, I'm going to take this box and I'm going to take it to our new auditorium and to the new platform, and we're going to put it right under the place where the pulpit will sit on Sunday. And this will be our memorial box. And on our church's 25th year anniversary, which is about five years, we're going to dig that box back out. And then we're going to read some of these prayer requests and these dreams and these things that hope that God does. And we're going to read those promises fulfilled. And we're going to have this under the place and we're going we're gonna to worship over those dreams. We're going to preach over those dreams and we're going to see all that God does and we're going to have dreams for our church that get fulfilled in this memorial box and we'll celebrate that in five years after we move in. So that's going to be exciting. So at the end of my message, I'll give you a chance to fill out your dream card and then in our response time, we will put our cards in that. And the reason I want to do it today with this memorial box, and I'm calling it a memorial box because we're going to look back at some of the things that God has done in our church to build our faith for what he can do in the future. Because I believe that when we see the promises of God in the past fulfilled, it helps us to believe God for the future for new things. And so your dreams that you're going to write and put in there are going to be in the DNA of a church that has seen God do so many great things in our life and in our church. And so I believe that we can have greater faith for the future when we can look back at all that God has done. And so I'm going to read a story out of the Old Testament about memorials. And this is a time that God instructed the Israelites to build a memorial about his faithfulness to the Israelites. So in the Bible, in the book of Joshua, chapter 3, it says that the people left the camp to cross the Jordan and the priests were carrying the Ark of the Covenant and went ahead of them. The Bible says that it was harvest season, meaning it was the rain season. It says the Jordan was overflowing its banks. In other words, it was, it was full, it was to capacity. It was impossible for the Israelites to cross over. The Bible says, but as soon as the feet of the priests who were carrying the Ark touched the water at the river's edge, the water above that point began backing up a great distance away at a town called Adam. And then the water that was below that point flowed all the way to the Dead Sea until the riverbed was dry. Then all the people crossed over near the town of Jericho on dry land. And so there was a miracle that God did to help them cross into the promised land. At this point in Israel's history, Moses has just died and Joshua is now the new leader of the Israelites. They had been in the wilderness for 40 years. They had been preparing their hearts to go into the promised land under Moses. But now that Moses has passed away, it is Joshua's job to lead the Israelites into this promised land on the other side of the Jordan. It was not only his job to lead the Israelites and to conquer the new territory, but it was also his responsibility to instill the, the DNA of God's heart for the Israelites, to instill in them that God has been faithful to them and God will continue to be faithful. So he was to help them carry on the spiritual heritage of God's faithfulness. 
And so God had repeated to Joshua as he was beginning this campaign to take his people across, he said to Joshua to be strong and courageous. And he said that over and over to him, to be courageous. And, and I believe that for Joshua, he would need courage to be able to, to lead those, those Israelites across the promised land into the battles that were ahead. And I will say to you that part of our campaign name is courageous, and it takes courage to be able to, to trust God for when we make these commitments and say, God, I believe you're going to you know, work through me. So it's, it's a courageous campaign. Joshua was courageous. It would take a courageous man to lead them into this promised land. The first obstacle, though, that they had to tackle wasn't the first city of Jericho. The first obstacle they had was this river, this giant river. It was impossible for them to cross. God told Joshua to tell the priest to take the first step, that the, that the leaders of the, the temple would put their foot into the water. And, and as moment they did that, the waters began to separate. And it takes that first step. And often in our life, it takes our first step of faith before we see the miracles of God come to pass in our life. And so we take that step of faith. Maybe today your step of faith is that commitment card. Maybe today your step of faith is to fill out that, that prayer and that dream that's something you want to see God do. And that's your first step. And I believe we take first steps to see God move in our life. So they crossed. God did the miracle. And they got to the other side. And God gave more instructions to Joshua. And it says, when all the nation had finished passing over the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, take 12 men from the people from each tribe, a man, and command them saying, take 12 stones from here out of the midst of the Jordan. And so what he was saying to them is to go back to this place where the miracle happened. Go back to this moment and, and, and stand in that miracle moment. Go back to where God separated the waters and stand in it. And he says to them at that very place where they stood, he said, go and get these stones out of the river that were there. Get a memorial out of the river. And so it goes on to say, he says then, as they go to that place, he said, then bring those stones, it says, and lay them down in the place where you were lodged tonight. So he's saying, go back to the place and get Get the, the memory, get the memorial of what happened and then take it with you to the next place. And so what we're gonna do is take some memorials from our church and place them in the box as our memorial and we're gonna take it to the next place and place it under the platform at our church. Then the Bible says in verse four that Joshua called the men of Israel whom he had appointed, a man from each tribe. Verse five says, Joshua said to them, pass on before the ark of the Lord your God in the midst of the Jordan and take, each, take up each of you a stone upon his shoulder according to the number of tribes of the people of Israel, that this may be a sign among you. And when your children ask in time to come, what do those stones mean? What do they mean to you? Like your children are gonna see this memorial and they're gonna be like, why, why do we have that? And the Bible says, then you shall tell your children that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. And when, when they passed over the Jordan, the waters of Jordan were cut off. And these stones shall be to the people of Israel a memorial forever. And so these memorial stones become a, a marker for the Israelites. It's a marker that reminds them that God was faithful. He was miraculous in, in opening the sea for them. And so when they head into the battles that are ahead of them and they begin to wonder, is God gonna get us through us? Can we make it through this battle? They have something to look back upon, something to draw upon the, the heritage of God and say, if God did it then, well, I know he can do it now. And that's what a memorial does. It gives us that ability. And why do we need a memorial in our life? And, and honestly, I believe that God understands that we're pretty forgetful in our life. Uh, I know I'm probably the most forgetful in here, but you don't have to agree, baby. But listen, I, listen I'll leave. I've lost my keys already today once. And so I lose everything. It's okay. But, um, but listen, as believers, we tend to find ourselves at times in the middle of a difficulty 
And we need a reminder that God has been faithful to us in the past because when we're in the middle of it, we start getting discouraged. We start thinking, well, is, are we gonna get through this? And you know, and gosh, my life is falling apart. And, and we start heading in a, in a downhill direction and, and because we're forgetful about how great God is. And so a memorial reminds us that God is faithful. He did it before. And if he did it before, he can do it again. Can I get an amen, church? So four things that memorials do in our life and for our church. Number one, memorials are reminders of God's faithfulness. If God has ever done something in the past, we know he can do it in our future. Number two, memorials transfer God's faithfulness to the next generation. We need our children to understand the, the values of the kingdom of God. We need our children to understand that, that God saves and we need our children to understand that God is a God of miracles and God is faithful and we need to pass on this to our children. Number three, memorials are evidence that the old is gone and the new has begun. So for the Israelites, they were walking out of the, uh, walking out of the wilderness into their promised land. The old season was behind them and now they're going into a new season of conquering the land. And so the old is gone, the new has begun. It reminds me of a baptism. When people are baptized, it's a memorial in their life. It's something they can look back at and go, my old life, my old life of sin, my old life of drugs, my old life of shame, it's all gone and my new life has begun. And it's a marker to remind us. And number four, memorials are spiritual weapons of warfare against the attacks of the enemy. Because there'll be seasons in your life that the enemy is gonna say to you, you're not gonna make it. The enemy is gonna say it's not gonna work out. The enemy is gonna bring discouragement into your life. And a memorial is something you can look back and you can say to the devil, yo, God did it before. He's gonna do it again. You need to back up, amen? And so I don't know if you wanna use yo, but it'll still work, I promise you. He understands. So what I wanna do today is, is build our memorial chest. And I'm going to go through the seasons of our church and how they defined us, how they shaped the DNA of our church. Because the things that have shaped us become the, the memorial stones that carry on with us into the new facility, into the future with us. And so I want to start today with the first memorial stone that we're going to put in there. And it's the very first service. This is when we launched our church and I was able to dig up my sermon notes from the very first church service that we ever had at Life Church. You can see on the screen at the top, April 11th, 2004. My sermon title was Find something, Finding Something to Believe in. Oh, I remember that day so well. What a day. Uh, our church, we launched, we were at Bradley Creek Elementary School and um, we had our first service somewhere around 45 people were there and then we realized about 30 of those people were friends and family from out of town and week two we had 11 people and that's where we started with 11 people I'll not forget the very service we had 11 people because there were only two people in our our auditorium and everybody else was gone and it was just them because Harriet, bless her heart, you know, when you're the pastor's wife, um, you have to run kids ministry to begin with. And that, so that's where she was with the kids. And um, so my worship leader was sitting off to the side. I had two people to preach to. Also, just so you'll know, Harriet was also the tech department at that point. Um, so she ran back in those days. Anybody remember the overhead projector days? Oh yeah, they go in upside down and yeah, we'd, she, she was great. She, she would slide that little thing right up. It was great. Um, that's how we started uh, 2004 at Bradley Creek Elementary Service. And so I have the sermon notes, it's pretty exciting, but here's what I, I was thinking about that season is the season of small beginnings and big dreams. We had a dream then. Like, listen, I can remember standing in this little bitty school cafeteria preaching about all that God would do. I can remember preaching about crowds of people coming to know Jesus Christ. And I can remember preaching about having a worship team that consisted more than one guy with a guitar. And I can remember, all, I just, I would preach the vision that God had for us. And this is the dream that God has for us. Today, I stand here in amazement, honestly, of the of the progress and the, the fulfillment of some of that dream coming. And there's more to come. 
And, and I, just, I just love the fact, though, that in those early days, I believe God was putting within our hearts the ability to have faith for more, the ability to, to believe and dream big, bold dreams. And because that's part of our DNA, I believe that when people come to our church, they're going to be inspired to dream. They're going to be inspired to believe God for the impossible in their life. I believe it's going to be, we could call it a dream center in some way, where people will come in and by the Holy Spirit, they're going to be able to see their life beyond where they are and believe that God's got great things for their life. I can't wait for the young people to show up in that building and they, they get in that atmosphere of, of big dreams and bold dreams and those youth begin to see themselves doing great things for God in our world. That's what's going to happen there. That's the DNA of our church. So the first memorial I'm putting in the box is that very first sermon. Finding something to believe in. Mm. It's going to be under the platform. And every Sunday, that memorial will rise to dream big. The second memorial I want to bring us to today is our next location, and we entered the Nevada Bob's Golf Shop. Yep, it was fantastic. So the story behind Nevada Bob's Golf Shop is that we were meeting in Bradley Creek Elementary School, and the janitor who would open the door for us went on vacation during Christmas season and they called me and said, hey, listen, we're sorry, but you can't use the, the school for the Christmas season. Sorry about that. Good luck. And uh, so we, we were out of a building and so I went hunting for us to have a, a little space and there were only like 25, 30 of us, so it wasn't like I needed a giant space. So I found on um, Oleander uh, the, the plaza there, and there used to be Olympia Restaurant on the corner. I don't know, it may still be there, but it's, it's not far from Jungle Rapids, not far from where we're putting our new building. But in the corner there was a, a Nevada Bob's golf shop that had gone out of business, and there was a sign there that said for lease or for sale. And so I called the owner, and I'm going to share his name because he's part of our story, but uh, Mr. Steve Anderson owned that particular location there. And so I, I called Mr. Anderson. I said, hey, our church needs a place to, to, you know, park for about a month or two. Can we come to your space and, and use it? And, and he's a Christian man. And he said, well, absolutely. He said, come on in, pay me $100 a month, and you can stay there for the month of December. And then, you know, when you're done, go back to school, all is great. And so I was like, thank you so much. Well, so while we're meeting in there for that month, though, we, I feel like God has said to me, this is to be your place. This is, this is to be your next home, the church home. And, and so I called Mr. Anderson back again. I said, Mr. Anderson, uh, listen, I would like to make an offer on leasing this space. And he said, well, that would be fantastic. Uh, I said, well, how much do you, you know, do you want for it? And he said, well, it's $5,500 plus the CAM charges, which are the common area maintenance charges. And he said, he said, is that great for you? And I said, no, but I want to give you a counter offer. And he said, all right. I said, how about $1,000 a month? And, and he, just like you, laughed a little bit and said, um, no. He said, but I'll tell you what, you just stay in there. And when I lease it, whenever that comes, then you'll have to get out. And, and so I took the deal and I said, all right, we'll stay here. And that was the time, though, that we as a church began to pursue God in prayer. And what happened was, is in January, we had our very first 21 days of prayer and fasting and worship. And in that season, God did something in us. And what he did is he taught us how to go deeper seeking him. We went from, hey, we're just a little happy church to now we're, we're pressing in and we're pursuing the presence of God through prayer, through worship, and through fasting. And we became a deep church. We became a church that, that valued seeking the presence of God in that building. And so for 21 days, we were pressing in and seeking God. And the, the craziest thing happened, and it's only God can do this, but on the 21st day of that fast and seeking God and pursuing him, I get a call from Mr. Anderson and he says, Pastor Tim, I have good news and bad news. And I said, tell me the bad news. And he said, I've leased the building. And I said, okay, we'll get out. And he goes, let me tell you the good news. 
I said, yes, sir. And he said, well, the good news is the person that I leased the building to came through and saw your equipment and he leased the building and now he has put together a contract for you to come sign because he said he wants this church to rent this facility. And I said, okay, great. And he said, here's the real good news. He has already signed the contract at the bottom and left the amount you can pay blank and said he'll accept whatever you put in the offer. Wow. Praise God. We became a house of prayer and a house of pursuit of the presence of God in that building. Three years later, I found out when we were finishing out our lease and we were closing out that contract, I found out that Mr. Anderson had been paying $500 a month on top of our offer to pay for the cam charges without ever telling us. What a great man. So if you ever meet Mr. Anderson, tell him I said thank you. We love him. He's a part of our story. So today I'm putting in the memorial box. This is great. When we moved in, I found a box of Nevada Bob's golf tees. Now, I love to play golf, and I'm like, how appropriate is that? But that's a Nevada Bob's golf tee that was in there. And so when I'm putting this in as a memorial, I want us to understand that our church has a DNA of pursuing the presence of God. That what we did here this morning was built off of a foundation that got started in a little storefront years ago, a hungry group of people seeking God. And that became the DNA. And that will continue in our church, a church that is, is hungry in worship. Listen, I don't wanna settle for singing songs. I want to experience God's presence. We learned it there, we're experiencing now, it'll grow then, right? And so this little T is about experiencing and pursuing God's presence as part of our church DNA. The third stop for us was the Independence Mall. So we outgrew Nevada Bob's. There were about 180 of us in, as a church and we needed a new location. We found the Independence Mall. We found a location that was available for us and, and we were able to move into the Independence Mall. And I'm titling this season of our church, Miracles in the Mall, because this is the season that our church began to experience the supernatural power of God through miracles. And in that season, when God performed a miracle for us, it became this revelation that the Holy Spirit is powerful and he's still moving today in ways that, that blow our mind. And in the season of the mall, we began to, to experience miracles and we began to, to pray for supernatural healings. And I remember a service where a man came in on crutches one time and we prayed for him to be healed and, and he walked out with crutches over his head. It was like an amazing miracle. Miracles were happening. We had deliverance ministries that were just moving and delivering people. It was a season where we had worship nights and we prayed for the baptism of the Holy Spirit in people's lives and and you know, the people were just coming alive in the spirit. People flocked to our church in that season because they were hungry for something more in their life. They wanted the reality of a God that would encounter us and we could experience his power. And God was alive and moving. What happened to, to spark it all was the very first Sunday in the, the mall. We were a church of about 180 people. We prayed for God to show up on that very first service. And he brought 438 people to the very first service. We more than doubled in one week moving in that building. Amazing. So the DNA of our church is, is a church of miracles, a house of miracles, miracles in a mall. But I wanna show you something because what I'm gonna put in this box is a flash drive. And on this flash drive is the, the news report because um, WECT came and did a news article on us on the very first Sunday of our church. You're gonna get a kick out of this. Check out this. Not have been bad. We were in a location down the road from here that was significantly smaller than this. 
<laughs> Isn't that great? I wish I still had that shirt to wear. <laughs> the shirt goes in the box. Hey, I'm putting this flash drive in this box because it, it's the DNA of our church where the Holy Spirit moves, where the power of God is alive, where lives will be changed and we'll see more healings and more move of God and more answered prayers by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so it'll be under that platform and we're gonna, we're gonna worship over it and pray over it and preach over it and God's gonna just do amazing things. I believe there's gonna be a lot of people in Wilmington that are looking for a church that still believes in the power of the Holy Spirit to do miracles today. Can I get an amen on that? The next step for us has, is right here, First Baptist Church Activity Center. The mall went under renovations and removed us and we found this as our temporary home. We moved in in September 9, 2018, which happened to be three days before Hurricane Florence. And the city was flooded, this building was flooded. We lost the use of this building for a number of weeks in the Baptist Men's Association began to use this facility to, to serve our city, which was great, but it completely disrupted who we were as a location. It was a very difficult season for us as a church. It was a, a season where many of our church members were hurting and suffering through the flood, and it was just a really difficult season to be displaced, and we had no home, and it, it was a tough season for us. But I've called this the season of perseverance while portable. Because in this season, we've learned a lot. In this season here, we, we've discovered that life isn't always perfect, but God is always faithful through it. The season taught us that we can trust God through difficulties. The season taught us that, that we can have spiritual muscles. And you know, you build spiritual strength when there's spiritual resistance. And we ran into resistance here at every level, but we're a church that persevered through it all and we never gave up. We learned that we can trust God and weather the storms when the storms rage in our life. And we learned that when we walk through the fires that we will not be burned because God is with us. Listen, anybody can praise God when life is easy, but true believers stay strong when life is hard. And we've learned it in the hard season that, that God is faithful. And we've learned that, that we can be a church with a, a strong backbone. We have, the, we have the staying power as a church. If you want to know where our church is going to be in another 10 years from now, I don't know. But I can tell you this. We know how to weather storms. Because life isn't always perfect and church won't always be perfect and we're moving into a new location and all things have seemed great for a while but there'll be a day we have a struggle and I want you to know that we've learned how to persevere when troubles come and that's gonna be part of our DNA because you're gonna have some troubles in your life and you're gonna need to know there's a church that knows how to stand that can pray for you when you're down and we can lift you up and we can keep you on the road ahead. We don't give up at Life Church. No, no, we don't give up. And you don't give up. You're here. And I bless you. And I praise you. And I thank you. This is a season that demonstrated our staying power. Life Church is not giving up in the difficulties. Life Church is not going to back down when the enemy attacks. Life Church is not going to cower under the cultural pressures of today. Our people are not gonna fall away when pressures come in their life. They're not gonna abandon their church because they've lived through a season of persevering when life wasn't perfect and they learned that our God is faithful through it all. Amen, church? Come on, give him a praise. So, I'm putting in the memorial box. Some of you know what this is. Some of you don't know what that is. And the ones of you that know, I love you. This is a tool that secures the platform together. And all those on the setup team and the breakdown team who have shown up, 
week after week after week for five years to put all this together because they believe in what God's doing. They persevered, but not just them. Kids ministries and people in the tech teams and people set up the pipe and drapes and so many people. I'm so grateful that you've persevered and you've created a place for us to worship today. But I want you to know that God's gonna honor that in your life. And I believe and I prophesy that the next season will be fulfillments in your life, just as he's doing in our church. Amen, amen. amen. <laughs> this is the DNA of our church. We're a church that dreams big. We're a church that, that understands the pursuit of the presence of God. We're a church that believes and stands on the miracles of God. And we're a church that understands that life is difficult at times and we know how to persevere. And the last thing I'm putting in the box today is this little house. Now, a lot of moms and dads who have kids in kids ministry know what this is because we gave it to our children at, during the campaign. And all the kids begged mom and dad for coins and they filled up this little boxes and they brought it to Miss Nicole and, and they've partnered with us to fulfill the vision that God has given us. They're a part of this and you're a part of this from the kids ministry to the adults ministry. God has a, a purpose and a plan and there's a lot of people that have sacrificed and this is to me the sacrifice of a lot of people that see the future and say, I want to be a part of it. I believe in what God will do. There's going to be people that come to that church that have no idea the sacrifices you've made. But they'll stand upon the, the DNA and the values and there'll be people that come in that don't know the sacrifice you made. They're going to give their life to Christ. People that are going to come in and they're going to dream big. People are going to come in and they're going to, they're going to have faith and they'll, they'll believe in the promises of God and the miracles of God and people are going to come in and overcome life's difficulties because they're part of a church that's lived it and we have a memorial to it and we have a memorial because we know what God's going to do as we move forward. And the last thing I'm putting in the box is the Word of God. This is my Bible. I've got it open to 1 John 5, 12. Whoever has the Son has life. It's been our church verse since we started. And I'm gonna put this in here, open to that verse. Because I believe that this church will stand on the Word of God. And we will worship on the Word of God. And we will pray according to the Word of God. And I believe that as we do that, our future will be on a solid foundation because it's the Word, His Word for our church. And I'm excited to see all that God does as we stand on the Word of God. Amen, church. This morning in our response time, I would love for you to get one of these dream cards. And I would love for you to write out what your dream may be for your life. Maybe there's something you're saying, God, I, I wanna see this happen. And in five years, we're gonna open this box. We're gonna dig it out from underneath the platform and, and we'll read through these cards and we'll celebrate the miracles of God. We'll celebrate the perseverance of your life and we'll celebrate the the times that, that God did something and there's a testimony to be shared. Maybe you have a dream for our church and you wanna write it on there. In a moment, I'll release you to come to this memorial box. And by the way, first service has already filled it up. You get to add to theirs. God, I thank you for our church. I thank you for the DNA, the, the history, the memorials. 
God, I thank you that you have given us a foundation. And, and Lord, now, Lord, as we look back, all the things you've ever done, God, I know you'll do again. And God, I pray for every person that puts a card in there, Lord, that they would see your miracles. They would see your fulfillment in their life. God, we thank you. You are faithful. You have always been faithful. You're faithful today. You'll be faithful tomorrow. In Jesus' name. And if you're here today and you've never begun a relationship with the Lord, I want to have a personal moment with you because God loves you and he has a wonderful plan for your life. And that plan begins with you having your sins forgiven by Jesus Christ and you believing in him to be your savior. And if you'll believe in Jesus to be your savior today, he'll save you, forgive you, and you'll begin that plan that he has for your life. And this really special moment, would you bow your heads? And if you're here today and you've never said, I want to believe in Jesus as my savior, would you raise your hand to me and say, Pastor Tim, today I wanna to begin that relationship. Is there anybody here today? Well, Lord, we thank you for this day. And as we respond to you, God, we just wanna be able to experience your presence more and more in this moment, in Jesus' name, amen. In a moment, I'll release us to respond. And you can take your card and just bring it up here and put it in this box. We'll have prayer leaders on the side. If you need prayer today, go to them because it's a house of miracles. Don't miss your opportunity to pray. There's communion in the back. It's another way we remember what Christ has done because we're forgetful and we remember what he's done. It's a memorial to remember what Jesus did. And so in just a moment, I'll, I'll release you to stand and you can come and put your cards in here. You can get prayer, get your communion. You can worship along with our team. Father, thank you. Thank you, Father. You're so good to us. We love you, Lord. And Lord, we respond to all this today in faith, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may stand up. You may worship. You may come bring the cards.